Hey guys. Hey Debbie. How are you? Good Shana. What about you? I'm good. I'm super excited to have this chat with you because we've been on a journey together for quite a while. I was actually saying this morning to a friend of mine, I was saying, she was asking me what I was working on this week and I was saying your stuff and, oh no, actually, you know what it was? Heather was at my paint night last night and she was one of your beta readers. She saw my story and she was at my paint night last night because she's from my hometown, London, Ontario. And she was like, I read her book and she loved it. And I was like, oh, Debbie's been my client. And I, and when I was saying how long you'd been my client for, I wrote two years and I was like, holy smokes, it's been two years. Almost two years. I know. I can't it's even crazy. believe it either. That's why every time I talk about you, and like I said, it's so strange that we haven't met, but it doesn't matter that we haven't met. So quote unquote in person, you're my partner in this whole thing. I feel like your name <laughs> should be a co everything on everything no. that I do. It's no. like she's a poor behind the scenes person. No, you've done it all. You've done it all. I've just been here to guide a little bit, I guess you could say. So More let's start. That. Let's start there. Okay. Let's start where, because I want to share the journey of you deciding to write the book and then this book launch, because there was, there's just so many pieces and parts to where you got to today. Like where now you're a published author, your book is for sale everywhere. Books are sold, which seems so crazy to say that. Yes, And like you're on Amazon, all the things, but it wasn't like it was just super easy to get there. And so when we met, you were actually going down a different path. So why don't you just maybe start with a little bit of that story? Yep. So I was going down a different path that I had just formulated because I had joined Fast Foundations and I walked into this world of all these coaches and different ideas of things I didn't even know existed. And I had joined thinking I was going to start selling a product, a network Mm -hmm. marketing deal. And when Mm -hmm. I joined, I was like, this is not, this is not meaningful. I want something meaningful with my life. What am I was really trying to explore? What's my purpose here? And caregiving, that's the story of my life. That's an overarching theme of my life over 40 years. So when we met, I was interested in starting a business, trying to help caregivers Mm -hmm. learn self-care. And that's how we met. And that was November of 2021. I know. I was going to say it was November. I remember that. And at that time, I was helping coaches establish themselves online and get their businesses up and running and figure out their programs and all that kind of stuff. And so I remember that because you had come to the table with our coaching, with your branding, you had, there was a lot of things that you had already in place when we started working together. And I remember, and this is my perspective of our time together in that first, I would say six to seven months was you really struggled with it. There was like, you knew you wanted it, but it was like, it felt like it was so hard to put together. Does that make, does that sound familiar or how did you feel about it? There was just like, I felt like we kept running into roadblocks with it. I think for me in the end, I think we ran into roadblocks because I realized, yes, I want to help caregivers, but it was difficult because I was in a place personally where I couldn't take on other people's problems, so to speak. And that was never my intent. It was not to talk about their caring journey, caregiving journey, but to talk about themselves and how to prioritize Mm -hmm. themselves. But of course, 
you've got to share your caregiving journey. It's not in a vacuum self-care. And I, I think that's something that I didn't realize that I just could not handle at that point. So yeah. maybe that's why we kept running into roadblocks. Oh, I totally believe. I believe that when you keep doing that or something is just not fitting, there's a reason like it's your, you were meant to take this other path. But the thing is that sometimes we have to do the thing that's maybe not right in order to get us to the thing that is, it's like, I spent, I don't know, eight years in network marketing, which I loved at the time, but that's not my life anymore. But that's what led me to online entrepreneurship and business coaching and all of the stuff. Right. So I don't, it's not, it's never wrong and it's never a waste of time. It's just what you had to go through in order to get to where you are today. And I think that's why it wasn't working was because where you are now, look at how I feel like everything's sure it's not easy, but it's coming together. There's things that are happening a lot faster, smoother than when you were going down the caregiving road. And you always reminded me when I something wasn't working or hitting a roadblock and I'd feel so defeated and you're so great at always reminding me it happens for a reason and (laughs) that's okay. We're going to use this feedback and just always keeping me grounded. And and I see some of my fellow initial Mm -hmm. Fast Foundations comrades did. They, They were like me. Many of them had already established businesses, but those that didn't, it's hard. It's hard to keep going. One, there's a financial investment. There's a time investment and Mm -hmm. you think, okay, I gave it a try. I'm done. That roadblock means this is not for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's like writing a book. That's where people just turn around and retreat. And I think that there's two sides to that because I often, as a business coach, have had people come to me being like, should I quit or should I keep going? And to me, the answer is, do you want to quit? I know it's not working for you right now, but does your heart still say, no, I still want to keep doing this? Because if it's not working and your heart feels that way, then to me, that means you just got to keep going. You got to find another route. You got to find another way. You've got to, you know, there's other things you can do. But if you, if your heart is just I'm just not in this anymore. I just don't, this doesn't feel good for me anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. That's a different feeling. And so it's like picking the road. Like how do you actually feel about it? No. And I agree. And that's something that you said to me that helped me realize, okay, I am quitting this caregiver thing. I think what I meant was quitting it all. Quitting being in search of, okay, it's not this, but then what? That's really what I meant. Not necessarily quitting that one thing, just the journey, quitting the journey. Journey. So it's again, but that's even still comes down to, do you still have that drive to find your purpose and maybe whether it's an entrepreneurship or volunteering or whatever, or do you just want to just live your everyday life day in and day out, same sort of thing and not even try. And it's, I always am for the get out there and do different things and find your way. Everybody has their own thing. Once you like, how did you go from, what was the leap from, okay, the caregiving coaching piece isn't for me to, I want to write a book. I think people were, including yourself, were always saying something about writing a book. I had also gotten to a point where I thought I want to be a speaker. I want to speak and share a message. And the writing of the book made sense because that's 
one way to share a message. And then from Mm -hmm. there, that will help you get out there and share your message with more people. Something that I'm not sure if I ever told you this or not, and I've never said this out loud. So other people kept saying, always, you should write a Mm -hmm. book, you should write a book. Around the same time, I did two things that were so interesting. I had, I met with an astrologer, somebody I never met. You didn't tell me this. Somebody I never met with before. Actually, I was giving, I wanted to give the girls at my insurance office something unusual. My friend came up with the idea of having them have a reading and I didn't know anyone. And I looked online, whatever. And I thought, let me meet with her first to make sure before I She's legit. And she said to me, you're, and at the time I was talking about speaking and she said, she said, but you're meant to, you're going to be an author. She said, you're going to be an author. I said, other people have put that idea in my head, but Mm. I was not a believer and I had no idea how even to go about it. And she said to me, buy this book, whatever the book was, it was like a simple book about writing. Okay. And I bought the book and I, I think I probably read a quarter of it. And then maybe two months later, I met with somebody I knew through locally through networking who mm-hmm. I think I went for her to her for Reiki. I don't know. And she said, Oh, let's read your cards. And what do you think kept coming up? You're Write an author, not yeah. one book, many books. And I thought, okay, this is one of those times where you need to listen to what mm-hmm. the universe is telling you. And not just chalk it up to coincidence or whatever. Uh And honestly, those two things made me think I should do this. And then when I was listening to a podcast that I don't listen to all the time, and I heard Lauren from Burning Soul Collective, it was like, I knew this woman. I didn't know this woman. I felt like I knew this woman and she mm-hmm. helped first time authors. And I was like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Seriously. I'm yeah. getting like people, uh, the world is screaming at me. And then when I met with her and she was launching a course, it was like, this is just meant to be, and I'm going to give it a try. And you listen. And even at well, that point, I didn't believe I was going to do it. Cause I remember it's like, you were always like, I just don't know how to start this. And like, what do I, it's, I don't even know what to do with this. There was a lot of like unknowns. And then it was just like, just start writing, just start, just write a, write about something in your life and just go put it in the computer and see what happens. It's funny because I always tell the story about the feather, the brick and the Mack truck. And it's a story that's not mine. I did not create this. I actually learned it from a woman named Karen Kenny, but the feather, the story goes is first you get the feather. So it's the little whisper in your ear of, Hey, maybe I could do this. And if you don't listen to the feather and you keep ignoring it, you get the brick, which is the brick is usually something that forces you into looking at the thing. And it's not usually, doesn't usually, it's not, sometimes it's a, not a great situation that kind of moves you into it. And then if you don't listen to that, then you get the Mack truck and the Mack truck is usually a situation that forces you into the direction that you're supposed to go. And so I always say it's so important to listen to the feather because <laughs> you don't want the brick or the Mack truck and you listen to the feather a hundred percent. I did. Yeah. And I think that when you do listen and you start to take that step, like you don't need to know how you don't need to know. You didn't need to know every single thing about writing a book to start. You just needed to get started and hiring Lauren and just getting your, getting into it a little bit. And then it just started to come together. You know what though? I started 
and this helped my belief. I something else I listened to. They were talking about the importance of freeform journaling. I'm going to call mm-hmm. it something that always scared me. Looking at a blank page. Once I started journaling, which for so long I didn't want to, I was comfortable with prompts. Mm. I can answer these questions. That is enough to look at a blank page was intimidating. And I said, okay, I've never tried it. So why am I putting down something I never tried? I just assumed I couldn't do it because it was intimidating. And I was surprised at how easily I did do it and how while I was writing, my mind took me to so many different places. I was like, wait a second. I started at A and I wound up at L. How did this happen? (laughs) And I think then I realized like the power of writing Mm -hmm. and that helped as well. And then, so you started writing, you started putting thoughts into your computer. You started, cause you're, I, from what I remember with writing the book, you didn't write it in order. Like you were just like getting stories from your life out of your head. And then it started to form into the way it is now. Or how did that look? Honestly, it was Lauren's course because I, I don't remember. I think I did start to write a couple of stories, but I didn't understand. And this was a a roadblock for me. What is the structure? What is this book going to look like? I have to understand it. And it took me a while. I kept writing, but she gave the format or the format to choose Mm -hmm. from. And then her course took you through a series of thoughtful exercises that helped you formulate. But even after that, I just wasn't sure. Once I had everything outlined, oh my gosh, yeah. it was such a relief because I remember I w- I used Google Docs and yeah. I didn't even know that you could like make an outline and how that whole worked, but you could. And then every time I opened my computer, I would see on the left-hand side, the outline with the chapters listed, but blank. So and then each day- the blank. I'd be like, okay, let me take a look. I feel like telling this story today. Mm. And that's what I would do. It took me a while because I thought I had to write it in order, which was so stupid. (laughs) Like why? But anyway, that was freeing when I realized I didn't have to do that. Because then, because you're writing from a different place. You're writing from a, hey, I want to write this story today versus I have to write this story today. Exactly. Which is good, which is good. And then so- once you got, cause I know there was a lot going on in your life at the time. Obviously we're very close. We talk every week, just share a little bit about how that was for you. It's like, how to, how do you get something like that's to me, such a big project done and you did it like with the timings and all the things, but yet you had still so much going on in your life with Gary and your kids and everything. So how did you mentally get through that? Like, how was that for you? What were some of the tools you used to help get through that? For those who don't know, but anyone who typically listens, I'm sure you know that my husband at that time was diagnosed with terminal blood cancer and we didn't know what his life expectancy was. And he was, there was no cure, but he was going through chemo and he was hospitalized a lot of times for a lot of different things. And luckily, one of the reasons I was getting the astrologer for my insurance team is because they gave me, they just handled everything. I didn't have to go to my office. So I also found myself in a different situation because I was home all the time. And 
I, when he was diagnosed and then Lauren's course came up and I thought, this is ridiculous. How can I even think of taking on a project like this? And I actually spoke to my therapist, I remember, and I thought, okay, she's going to confirm that I'm nuts and I should wait. (laughs) And then she said, oh no, I think it's great. And I was like, really? And she said, it's going to give you something of your own, Mm. something outside of this really difficult situation and life that you're living. And she was right. So Mm -hmm. the tools, honestly, I use, since I had so much more time to be home, Mm -hmm. it gave me time to like really meditate every day, journal every day. I started doing some breath work that I had never Mm -hmm. done before that I found really powerful to do before I wrote. It was amazing. But I had the luxury of time. Now, I couldn't just say, okay, willy nilly. Obviously there was a lot going on in my life, but luckily I got up early. I got up at five o'clock in the morning to do all those things before my husband got up. The other thing I did was every day in a calendar, I scheduled an hour of writing time. And even when my husband was awake and downstairs, as long as he was taken care of, I'd say to him, I'm going to my room. I'm going up there for an hour. I have a meeting. No, I didn't have a meeting. And only call me if it's an emergency. And I did it. I stuck to that. There's discipline involved in that to keep that going. And I think you're right. I think that was a savior for you. Cause like you could totally go into just being caregiver and that can be probably overwhelming and feeling like that would be an energy drain for sure. It's almost like this gave you that little bit of extra energy to get through it all. I love that. And then, so the book is done and now you have to share it with the world. And so how did you decide to, I know you did the big launch and you had the big event. How did you get to the place where you decided that's the way you wanted to do it? Were there other ways to do it? What made you want to go and do this? I think after such a difficult time in my life, I needed a celebration. And what better reason than to celebrate this accomplishment? Because it is a big accomplishment. And I think I don't give myself credit for that. I I listen to other people and I feel like, okay, so no big deal. But no, it is Mm -hmm. a big deal. And I need to celebrate that. And so that was the reason for the big celebration. And it was everything that I hoped it would be. It was a wonderful night. It was awesome. I watched the live stream. Your boys were amazing. Your brother was there. He was hilarious. Like you guys just had it. And really that was your first sort of big opportunity to be a speaker because you did speak like you had a whole thing that you shared that night. And how did that feel? Nervous when I first started because I was winging it. But once I got talking, then it was fine. I love the feeling of looking out into the audience and seeing people connecting with what I'm saying and getting that feedback afterwards and Mm -hmm. hearing that something I said resonated with them. Mm -hmm. It reminds me that's the whole reason that I'm doing all of Mm -hmm. in the first place. Like sometimes you get so in the weeds about what Mm -hmm. you're doing, you need that reminder of the overall big 
why the big vision, which is to let other people know what I found out. I feel like at a late age that you just don't have to go through your life in, I don't want to say drudgery because not, no, not, I don't mean that you have control. You have control. Cause a lot of people live their life in the way that they feel like they don't have control. And so they just, they were, they react to life versus responding. And so your message is really powerful because it does literally wake people up to the fact that they do have choice and that they can choose to respond differently. And that can lead them to having a completely different life, much like your own. Two years ago, you would, you, my God, you're a podcaster, a speaker, and an author. And you know what? The thing is that even before any of those things happened and before whatever is next, the biggest change is waking up every day excited, Mm -hmm. excited about what I'm going to do, who I'm going to talk to. There's drudgery involved. There's tasks I don't want to do for sure that I procrastinate about, but it's bigger than that. It's just excitement. I think Mm -hmm. excitement of Mm -hmm. what's to come and what am I doing now that's going to create the future that I want. And I'm doing it. And it's a great way to live. I remember you telling me about a meditation and in that meditation, you had a visualization of you being on stage and your boys were on stage and you were at, you were speaking and they were there and you had this like feeling, this was what I want. And that's seriously what's happening to you now. Like we have, we've got a speaker page for you on your website. We've got your speaker sheet. So when people want to hire you, we've got, everything is lining up. It's all coming together. How does that feel? So funny. You should say that. I don't want to say I forgot about that, but I guess I haven't thought about that in a while. Mm -hmm. And actually I had that visualization during a breathwork session right before I went to Mm -hmm. write. And it was so strong. It was Mm -hmm. so strong. And people were saying to me when they watch my boys, so Sam, my oldest one, he's always been outgoing. He's the performer. He doesn't Mm -hmm. get afraid of standing up there, but Ben is not or Mm -hmm. has not been in the past. Very timid, shy, doesn't put himself out there. And so many people said, Ben shocked me. Ben shocked me with his poise and confidence. You could tell he felt so comfortable up there. Mm -hmm. And in he had to take a public speaking class in college. And after the class, he was, I guess, really good. And he was asked to like, I don't remember. It's not a teaching assistant, but it's something yeah. else. And he did, he didn't wind up doing it. But the fact is, I think they were both meant to be there speaking as well. And I think that came through that night. And so yeah. you saying that is a great reminder because hopefully they are on this yeah. path with me as well. They were fun to watch the two of them, like just going back and forth with each other. No, that's amazing. And so the book launch is done. The book is out there. What is next? Cause I know you've got, I know we've talked about doing some coaching. We've talked about speaking. We've talked about, so tell us a little bit about what's coming up for you now that this is we're post book launch. All right. So first let me say that we communicate when we don't see each other, we communicate via Voxer and a talking app. I don't know if it was that, I think it was that night after it was over, you left me a Voxer 
and said how great it was and everything. And you're like, okay, tomorrow is phase two. And I'm like, yeah. oh, for God's <laughs> sake, Shana, give me a minute to breathe. Can I take a couple days before phase two? Nope, right back to it. So I didn't tell you this. So mm. I'm putting it out there. I actually recorded a podcast interview yesterday and put it out there after it happened. Mm. I was taking a shower yesterday, always thinking, okay, okay, mm. what's, what is next? What is next? And mm. first of all, promoting the book and getting out, getting that out there is an ongoing thing. So that yeah. is not, I'm not by any means done with the whole book thing. But I was thinking to myself yesterday, maybe, maybe. maybe it is my next book is a how-to because here was my book, hopefully inspiring people to take a look at their own lives. And something that I struggled with when writing this book is what is the difference between, and I had no idea, is it a self-help book? Is mm -hmm. it a memoir? And there are differences. And was I going to put in something in this book that people, tools that people could use? And in the end, I decided, no, it would take away from the story. Now I'm thinking maybe that's book number two. Mm. Maybe well, book we number two is, you know, sharing a little bit more and then sharing some of the specifics, how to, how to get, what do you it. think? And what do you think? Yeah. We've talked about, because I know we the book, we had said, should there be like journal prompts or there yeah. like a workbook that goes with it? And I've seen that with a lot of people who I know have written books that have a book number two that has still some stories, but then more of the how-to and then some instructions and things like that. And I think that's a great idea to accompany this book. I think that's amazing. I think that people would like that. And then the bigger vision that came to me in the shower yesterday, because I keep going back to kids. I feel like mm. I I so desperately want to help kids. And specifically in my mind, it were it I visualizing me as a little girl who was a chubby, mm -hmm. insecure little girl, and that girl is my target. But it is broader than that. And I'm looking, maybe it's a maybe I can series for kids. And maybe yeah. it's taking whatever I create as a workbook or how or mm -hmm. self-help, whatever for adults and morphing that into something that's kid-friendly and yeah. understandable. It's like you learned these lessons when you were 50. It's like, how do you instill these lessons? Sure. Maybe not at three or four, but at like, even in the my son's 13, like he's starting to develop his habits in life and his thought patterns and things like that. And so to be able to help kids, you know, discover that on second thought, maybe they can and believe in themselves and have the courage to do the different things. I think that's a fantastic idea. I love that idea. That's what I planned on talking about today in our session. One of the things. One of the things. And I know also I'm from thinking from the speaker side of things, often when you are hired as a speaker, it's to, I know in my years in network marketing, they had all kinds of different motivational speakers that came in to speak and they all had those sort of lessons, the how-to lessons kind of thing tied in with their talks. And that's why they were hired because we as the listeners were looking for nuggets of information that would help us grow and develop. And so I think that's a perfect accompaniment to your book. So I guess yeah, that's and it's already, project. it's already, those nuggets are already written into my keynote 
Mm-hmm. I didn't deliver that at my book launch, but yeah. they're already there. So to just flush them out and make sense. Absolutely. Awesome. I love this, Debbie. I'm super excited for you and I'm grateful to be on this journey with you and watching you just totally evolve and change and just do all of these things. Like it's awesome to watch. So thank you for letting me be part of this with you. And I'm excited to see all the things. Like like I said, it wouldn't be, it's our journey together. (laughs) I tell everyone and it is. So we're doing it. We're doing it. All right, babe. We're doing it. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to, to share this with your audience because I want them to know all the cool things that you're doing and working on. Awesome. Thanks, Shana. Hey, bye. Bye. Till next time.